Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fly Cool Shit, powered by Lift Aviation. I'm Mark. And I'm Jeff. And Mark is not feeling well. I'm sick. I'm Mark and I'm sick. Yeah. Um, you should probably we- just kill yourself. Probably. It That would be, you know, I, I hear, you know, my wife, I know Nikki has said the same thing. Childbirth is like really painful, but they don't know what it's like to get a cold. You they know don't. what I mean? It's different for men. It just it just hits a little bit different. Yeah, and um, you know it's painful. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm battling that. Um, you know, thank you for the thoughts and prayers, everybody. Uh, hopefully, I survive. Yeah. But yeah, yesterday I was. It would have been not fun to record, and I started feeling a little tinge of it on Wednesday. But we're recording this on release day on Friday, so this will this will get recorded, edited, and pushed out, so everybody can have their their little slice of the pie of fly cool shit today um, at least you're um you're rewarding california they can still use it they'll just add memorial to it like the mark pollard memorial oh that's board. true oh i like so that you'll be remembered that's cool yeah and it, and it should be <laughs> the mark pollard memorial award should be uh like the bozo award yeah whoever gets the lowest score gets this memorial award yeah um how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Um, just putting together. I'm actually putting together my uh, practice chart for this year. I like. I list every figure that I want to work on from easy to hard. And um, hold on one second. I actually want to get. I want to ask you about that. Um, but before we do that, I want to mention some stuff about Lyft. Uh, before I forget, um, they've got some new stuff that just hit the website. Uh, two new versions of the alternate shoe guys, the alternate shoe, uh, in black, which is just super awesome. Um, they've now got it in gray and blue. So check those out. Uh, the new high contrast yellow visor. So for those of you that need a high contrast visor, uh, they've got those in stock on the website and the knee boards are back in stock. Um, also sun and fun. Um, they're at booth 98 99. So go check them out. Massive deals. Big hookups. Mention fly cool shit. You'll get maybe even a little bit more. A little bit more. So yeah, go check them out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, this is gonna yeah. be a fun one. Clearing my throat in front of and just blowing everybody's speakers out. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, so I um I put together my chart. Sorry, somebody walked into the hangar while uh I was gonna say, I run for a second. Uh but um uh, yeah, I put together a chart of all the figures that I wanna get better at. Um, you know, and also um, you know, like unlimited, uh, the numbers of the unlimited figures and it's basically like a graph and this way when I go out to practice, I kind of look at this and see what I've been practicing, what I need to practice, check off the date that I do it and, um, kind of like rate it, how it, how it went. And then I can kind of track my progress and see what I need to work on instead of being like, Hmm, I wonder what I need to do today. Like, at least with this, it's like, okay, I can. Not have to worry about that and focus on the flying and and make it easy 
So do you I find that most that. unlimited pilots? I mean, this is probably smart for almost any category, but you know, kind of having a training plan. Like if you th- if you almost categorize it as as um, an athletic event, right? Like if you're going to do a triathlon, you don't just go out and hammer it all out at the same time. You obviously would make a game plan over the course of you know several months potentially. Um, you know, you, you put a plan in place to to kind of incrementally build up. How do you how do you categorize those figures in unlimited? Do you do it by order of difficulty or order of your ability to fly them? Like, I guess uh, another way to say it would be do you start with what you're weakest at or do you end with what you're weakest at in terms of well, where you start in the hierarchy? Right. I think it's um it's different for everybody. Like, so like, you know, obviously somebody like Goody or Bourbon, um, they know all the figures and they can fly all the figures. So they're probably going to, if they were to do this, they'd list out all the figures and I, it's pers- I think it's personal at that point, like what's more difficult and what's less difficult, you know? Um, Cause some people are good at certain figures and some people aren't as good at, at and it varies. So um, I think that goes into effect. I think that the negative G um, like outside flicks and outside pushes, you really got to build up to that. So you don't hurt yourself. So that yeah. obviously can't be like my chart. Now that it's warm out, um, I'm not going to like on my chart, I have, um, you know, the ascending snap outside flicks. So like, that's not going to be part of the first, um, you know, two weeks of training or, or week of training. Um, it's, um, going to be like pretty f- much further down the line. Cause I want to start with, you know, horizontal level and then 45s and then vertical downs, vertical ups. So like, um, you know, you just, I, I think you just got to be smart about it. You don't want to push yourself too hard and um, you don't want to peak too early. Um, you don't want to wear yourself out and uh, you don't want to practice the same thing over and over again. And, you know, forget like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot to do three quarters or, um, you know, whatever I, on, on this, you know, I, I didn't practice down 45, whatever. Um, so at least with this, you can kind of see like, where you're progressing where you're struggling and if you like you know what i'm anticipating is if i get to a figure whether it's like one of the figures from the known or or just an individual figure that i've written out that i'm not good at and i see that i'm practicing a lot and not progressing like i'm gonna stop and not you know keep practicing the wrong thing get help and and fix it yeah so what does that look like like, would you would you um like shoot video and send it to somebody like Rob or are you, yeah. are you going out and actually, or having somebody come out to physically critique you and coach you? Well, I'm or definitely going to, yeah, I definitely want to do camps. So at least with this, like when I go to a camp, um, I can bring this with me and whoever's critiquing um, me um, who knows how to uh, help I could be like, hey, like this is like what I've been working on. Like I'm struggling on this figure, this figure. So like, let's spend a day with this and fix this. Or like last year, I was struggling with um with three quarter inside uh, snap rolls up. Not necessarily doing them, but just coming out with too much side load. So I was just scrubbing a ton of energy. Um, and Goody really helped me with that. Um, so that was fixed with the video. And you know, there's well, other great. things where like. You know, like, for instance, like with that example of a three-quarter flick up, 
like it can be, you know, it could be done and like from the ground, like it's a three quarter flick up, um, you know, I'm back on the vertical and I'm not dragging wings, but like inside the cockpit, like I'm just, I could feel it. Like I'm just scrubbing energy and I'm, you know, using uh, more rudder than I want to, to, you know, to keep it um, looking the way it needs to from the ground. But there's, you know, just little, little tricks to do that the judges can't see. And it will, you know, it's a difference of, gaining another couple hundred feet and uh having more energy so um you know what happened with that last year is i was practicing and practicing it and i'm like all right i hit a wall i'm doing the same thing i'm not gonna try to figure this out on my own over a course of like a month you know so i just stopped practicing it called up goody and was like hey man like i'm fucking this up like do what here's a video like help me out and like yeah you like totally helped me out when he took time learned. out of his day from like petting yeah. or holding, cuddling babies at the hospital. He's like, oh, I got you, man. Hold on. Let me just put this baby down. Let's take Hold a look at this video here real quick. Holding holding babies while donating blood. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> donating blood. Feeding <laughs> yeah. the homeless. <laughs> yeah. And then flipping t- car tires in the parking lot and ready for uh, CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> All while having like a, a torn Achilles heel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, <laughs> um, but yeah. The and then. AJ helped me um, uh, with a little bit of a trick with tail slides. I was, I was um, just not doing tail slides the way I wanted. You know, they were flopping, right? Um, but, it, you know, like I just, you really want to try to learn the correct way and learn how to do as perfect as possible in the beginning because I feel like if you practice something and develop a bad habit, it's going to take a very long time to undevelop that. Um, so there's no shame in, um, or kind of kind of put your ego aside and be able to like contact people and be like, Hey, listen, like I, I'm not good at this and I need help. And, yeah. you know, people are really willing to help and, um, I'm super appreciative of it. And I think, you know, maybe they're interested in more of that. And that's why like, even like posting, like, you know, we did that thing two years ago with the sucky videos, like post a video of you sucking. Yeah. Like, you know, and I posted a video of doing like a half flick and, you know, it was just a terrible half flick that I fucked up. I happen to really love half snaps and I think I'm decent at them actually. And this one, I was just, um, I forget what we were doing, but it just completely like fucked it up and I posted it and like, it was cool because like, um, like four or five people, I think even Mark Jeffries posted or commented, you know, and it was all positive stuff, you know, about like, you know, little tricks or you know, not getting, I, I got super deep in it was what happened. And, um, you know, they gave advice and, you know, there's nothing wrong with people giving advice and it's up to you. Like you got to figure out what advice is good and take it from people with experience and that are knowledgeable um, and use your own judgment that way. But um, people, there's a, a ton of people out there to help. And I think that, um, you know, take advantage of it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. Do you think? And, do you feel like that's something that's changed over the recent years of of people being more willing to help to help and um, I, you know, I don't know. I I wonder like how yeah. you know with Leo back in the day, if you asked Leo a question, he'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here! I'm not, not helping you." I think it's more. Yeah, I think it's more personality. Like, there's certain people that like I know are phenomenal and are extremely knowledgeable that. I won't approach because um, to me, 
not that they're they're not a bad person at all they just they're not approachable you know and it's like yeah. it's very similar to like these people that you and i get to meet because of this you know podcast like you end up talking to them and and, and um having these conversations and you're like oh like you are approachable and like you know you are like you know very willing to like help but like unless if we didn't have the podcast like we wouldn't we wouldn't go up to these people you know what i mean right right so like yeah it's a good point you, you know we're super lucky with that um but super sometimes lucky. yeah so sometimes i think it's um you kind of got to just you know go for it it's almost like you know when you're in uh, you know fifth grade or middle school whatever and you want to ask a girl out and like you're like uh, i don't know and and they could say no you know like the person you want advice from could be like nah man like i'm good or like just like ghost you and doesn't and it's like all right like fuck whatever i get it yeah and sometimes it sucks so like um i think it's worth a try you know um and i think it's really important to do your homework and um you know research on that person and 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 maybe talk to somebody you do know that knows them if they're a good person and if they they know what they're talking about like i think just shooting in the dark and asking somebody that you know um you know you think is good is 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 a little risky because you'd be you could be getting uh bad information and um but it, you know you it, this kind of leads to a a point that i've been wanting to talk about and that's like I wonder if aerobatics, arresty flying, and even aeroshow flying. I wonder if um, we're we're ever going to get to the point, and I, I believe we can. But I wonder if we're going to get to the point because of all the GoPros and and three sixty cameras that you can easily mount on the plane, and the internet and video. I wonder if we're going to get to the point of virtual coaching. And I'd love to try. I'd love to to be a. Um, what do you call it a um like an experiment with that to see i think i think it's absolutely going to get there um you know because i you know can't you, sorry just because uh, uh parallax with with judging i get that yeah that can't yeah. be something that can come across the i i totally get that but everything outside of that but you know like with with jim burke um creating you know that basically um the software to stabilize the airplane you know so you can you can critique figures like that that's gonna you know that's in its infancy and it's gonna get better um i know that i can't mention names and i can't really mention what they're doing it's not super official but uh there's a few few folks in southern california that have uh very very uh high intelligence and the willingness to do new things that may or may not have worked on Red Bull um, teams in the past that are working on something that you can actually maybe put inside the airplane that'll give you very, very specific telemetry data. So, you know, not it's not going to be one, there's not going to be one element that's going to be a complete solution problem solver, right? But if you can have, you know, maybe maybe uh, there's a, a setup someday where you can take three camera angles, right? Upload this footage. The software will put this footage together, uh, time stamped properly. So you have three angles uh, to look at figures on top of telemetry data and on top of stabilized imagery. And then you can base that on 
you know, if it's precise enough, I would imagine you could almost create a virtual judges line per se, right? So you can yeah. you could take that telemetry data and say, okay, well, based on these angles and based on where a judges line would be in a box, here's what you're doing. There's no reason to believe that that couldn't exist someday. In my opinion, it's above my pay grade. I'm just a pilot. Um, I'm not an engineer, software or otherwise. But I, I think that I think that kind of stuff. You know, honestly, with the United States being the way it is and camps being so hard here, I feel like that's going to be the thing that really helps. I mean, there's not going to there's no replacement. I, you know, I say this as somebody who doesn't go to these camps, <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, I can I can see the importance of an in-person camp, a physical camp. One, you know, you're talking camaraderie and um, friendships and team building. There, there's all kinds of intangible things that you can't do with uh, virtual coaching and critiquing, right? But you know, if you if you could uh, cut the amount of logistical travels, like we were talking about this with Dunphy, you know, flying his airplane back and forth across the country just to do these camps, like huge dedication, huge effort. It's, uh, you know, arduous to fly a single seat aerobatic airplane, arguably across the entire country. He's close enough. He didn't go coast to coast, but freaking close enough, you know? Yeah. Um, and how many times is he going to do that this year? Right. So, you know, if you could cut those maybe in half or, you don't have to cut them in half, but then you get the people that would only be able to make one or two camps. Maybe yeah. you can have these sessions where now you're getting coached and critiqued uh, four, five, and six times, seven, eight, instead of one, two, maybe three times. I don't know. Right. I, I think with the U.S. specifically, because of how hard it is geographically to get everybody together, I would think that if it's going to come out, if, if something like that, it's going to happen, it's going to be done here. It's too, that's too uh, new school. Like, I, I don't know that the French would adopt that, right? Maybe they would, but I don't know that they, you know, it's like, I get the feeling um, the French team probably operates on the, this has worked for the last 30 years. We're going to keep it like this. And and of course they've updated things. They, they're a real team and uh, really operate that kind of like, like an F1 team would, right? They're a professional staffed team, but I think tradition. There's a lot of tradition in there too, and I, I can't imagine virtual coaching being introduced to that team. But yeah. I could be wrong. Well, there, I think it's, I think it's there, something that's going to happen. I I do too. And um, do I think it's better than what the French are doing, or do I think it's better than having a team camp in per- No, but like beggars can't be choosers. Um, yeah. And I think that, um, you know, with the French advanced and unlimited and and just in general of, of their clubs um if you you have to be selected and if and if you don't show up you're replaced so they have a a crop of people to <clears throat> to choose from which is nice and yeah. what i was kind of um thinking which is about sidebar the, to sidebar yeah. is even crazier because if you look at the unlimited team right now and and certainly there's people there are people out there like you know you could call jeff bourbon up whether he's on the team or not. And that guy is going to show up and and fly and be pretty darn competitive. Right. So if somebody were to not show up for the team or not commit and like, you know what, you're off the team, we're going to replace you. Right. I feel like the U S 
I mean, are there enough? It's crazy that the French have that. So it's like, oh, you better, you better put up or shut up and we'll replace your ass. But you know what? It's really interesting though, is that throughout the, the United States, um, there are a ton of unlimited pilots that are phenomenal that are just not flying. Um, and I, you know, in a perfect world, I mean, look at the NFL, the NFL is the AFC and the NFC. So like, what about with the United States, this would, this can't, I don't think this would work because there's not enough pilots, but um, say per se, we take people, everybody that's unlimited capable in the United States um, that can fly unlimited that has done it in the past. Um, what if we divided the United States in half or did West coast, East coast and um, mid, you know, mid America like area. So you have three, three regions, right? So now like those three regions, um, a team is selected in each region and the camps are are doable at that point, you know. I yeah. get, you know, or or more doable. Not still not as easy as Europeans, but um, you Dunphy or somebody in Dunphy's area who wants to be on the United States team, but is say hypothetically respectful enough to say like I am not flying my airplane across the country to Florida to go to a camp, and I get that. Like I yeah. completely can uh, agree with that person to be honest with you um so like now like we have three three different teams um and i feel like that's more doable the reason why it can't happen is we don't you know there's not enough pilots so you'd have a team of like two people so like i get that everybody's screaming at me right now but um you know i think that if it was more condensed um to specific regions um it could be more of a team at that point uh but um i I just don't i don't see that happening i just it's just a struggle that we're going to continue that to fight with that it it can't change because geographically obviously um so maybe virtual coaching and 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 zoom meetings and 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 doing it that way um could you know i mean and jim's a perfect person to ask this stuff with because you know he has the uh um you know he he did all the uh what's the right word more like the computer with the role the role judging thing and you know he he knows a ton of stuff about this the yeah. tech on it so um i think people just have to i i think a lot of people have good intentions where they're like oh it's not as good it's like okay we we know that but what we're doing now is not as good. <laughs> it's not working. So like we need to pivot and try to find something that um, is better and then maybe work from there. And I think, yeah. I think virtual coaching is, is kind of the way to go. What I kind of, when I was on the team, when we had the team that never was on uh, that, never went to worlds, what I was hoping to do, um, I was outvoted, but what I was hoping to do was to do one camp. I want to do one camp in, Union City and um mandatory as an understatement, but one camp where everybody was there and do it, you know, a week-long camp. And then um I said I said that everybody, you know, we already all have our own coaches. You know, we already have that person that's our uh mentor or critique or whatever. We have them at home. And I suggested that we continue to to train with our our coach, but 
the coach and you know the the competitor and and coach in each home base has to communicate with the head coach who was Rob at the time and Rob would be giving out sequences figures to try and that coach and pilot would be submitting GoPro video or notes like saying like for me like even though it's this is an unlimited figure like my coach would be like hey Rob Jeff is really struggling with this three quarter flick up um here's some video um what what should he practice well, how can he make it better? And then like Rob can send some notes over. And if it still doesn't do well, it's like, all right, we're going to come see you, Rob, and we're going to work on this. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. like, at least, at least with that, it's a realistic way to meet our expectations as opposed to saying like, okay, we're going to do three camps as a team. Like that's not realistic and you're not going to meet your goals. And when you don't meet goals, you don't, you start feeling I like feel you're like failing. You've, exactly. So Nobody kind of nobody nobody agreed with that and wanted to do it, but I felt like that was something that we can realistically do and be successful at, and then go into a competition on a um, on a, a positive, and like we've accomplished something before getting there, as opposed to being, you know, for me, like I had I went to I missed one or we had four camps. I think I went to two. One of them I couldn't. It was my kid's birthday, maybe or something, and the other one was work. Yeah. You know, so, you know, two priorities that are ahead of aerobatics. Um, it, they need to be my family. Yeah, I, I was I just going to say, yeah, and work pays yeah. for the shit. So they have to be. So, um, I, I am a total proponent of virtual. I don't, I know, I feel like I have ideas on uh, a general idea, a general way of doing it. And I think people like Jim and, and people that are, you know, that the Red Bull guys that, that know tech can really refine it and make it super productive. And I think that's really where we need to start focusing. And I think, you know, from a business standpoint, people like, um, you know, Nikolai, Sergey, uh, Rob, like people that are coaches, I think that there is a market for it. I think, you know, like sportsman intermediate that, can, you know, we had this big discussion with uh, Joey Bowflex with going away to a camp and you know a camp is going to be every bit of three thousand four thousand bucks mm-hmm. you know if you want to do a, a camp or whatever um and obviously i know you could do it for a day and and spend eight whatever but it's still a lot of money so you know that's a that's something that you know people um for lack of a better term can't afford well but, this this last camp for the advanced team it just ended it like you know a few days ago it seemed like it was super long yeah I mean, I two mean, and from, it, you're going to lose a day to and from. Yeah. So that's two days right there. I, um, it's a huge commitment. But I think that there's there's people out there that if there was an a la carte menu or, for example, like um, if somebody that flies sportsman can be like, hey, Rob, or whoever, um, you know, I want, you know, he sends a video to Rob and Rob gives him a full audio breakdown of the flight and you know one thing that he could he or she can work on i i think there's value to that and i think i think what what do i think people would pay i don't know i don't you know i don't think it it would be super expensive at all you know i know i know that a lot of these coaches and trainers have put their own blood sweat and tears into earning a reputation and earning experience and knowledge so for them to give out their um, critique and and experience on how to fix things. There's 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 value to that. So um, 
I'd like to kind of see that that happen, you know, within the IAC, especially for air shows to keep people safe, you know, with low level. Um, but I I think that we're we could be ahead of the game. And I think that we're the world or <laughs> the um the aerobatic and and air show flying world, I think it's ready for virtual and it and it kind of needs to be here. I agree. I agree. So I, I'm I, with that hundred percent. Yeah, that's a it's a great topic. I think we need like I would love to be a guinea pig on it. Because um, you know, I'd love to try it. My you know, I'm at a, a point in my life right now where, you know, I'm busy, like, you know, work and it's it's good busy. Like work is great, but you know, it's it's I need to be here a lot and and sometimes things don't go as planned and I gotta I gotta, you know, just work, right? And my kids. Well, and that's are, the thing is like you; those are like good things, right? You know, yeah. it's, it's good to be it's good to be committed to the things that are important to you. And what sucks is that something fun like aerobatics. Um, this is what I, I struggled flying warbirds like this and aerobatics is that you're you want to commit to these things that are important to you, but you also want to do this other thing, which for me was aerobatics and flying warbirds, and yeah. it's like. Every time I left those important things, I felt wrong for doing it. And then it started to make me feel, honestly, it actually started to make me hate. And I, I have to be careful with this with aerobatics. It's like, I don't want to, I don't want to be, I don't want to regret doing what I'm doing at the, at the moment, right? Like, I don't, I don't want to leave my family and be mad at that, but then also start to hate aerobatics for making me do that. Right. Right. It's uh, like, I look at it like my kids are, my kids are going, you know, my kids are only going to be six and seven once and aerobatics is going to God willing, you know, still be here 10 years from now. Or like, you know, it's really, it it comes out to the person. Like there's, there's people that, you know, aerobatics or competition or like, that's, that's what they want to do. That's what they want to prioritize. And like, and and you know that's their decision and like that's that's not for me to judge or any that's that's on them you know or whatever and but like you know i'm super fortunate um i you know i think what it is is i have a a phenomenal wife and, and kids that like really support me so like if they it's almost like if they didn't support me and were maybe feel really bad about it maybe i would be like a way more want to go away more and and do it but like you know, they make it harder for me to, to not harder. They make it, uh, <laughs> which I'm gonna call it, you know, um, by supporting me and being really positive about it. It's like, oh, like, I don't want to leave you guys for like three weeks and go to a world. It's like you guys are, you know, so supportive and everything like that and loving, like, how could I do that to you? Yeah. You know? So like, and that's just me, but whatever. Um, I just, I've, I've got a lot of friends that have done it for a while and, you know, they're not doing it anymore. And I don't want to be that, that stereotypical, like flash in the pan or, you know, puts aerobatics in front of everything and burns, burns out and looks in the mirror one day. is like, why am I doing this? You know? So I, I really want to keep the fire lit and I want to, you know, I don't want to force myself ever to do it. And, um, you know, I know that I think with that recipe, I think, you know, I'll continue to want to do it. Or at least I think I so think. too. It's playing the long game, you know, um, a lot of people come into this sport and have a goal, right? They're like, I want to be X by 
X date. And when you do that, it's kind of like the camp thing. It's like if you set yourself up, the more goals you set, this is is kind of a duality, uh, ironic duality is that the more goals you set for yourself, the higher probability that you're not going to meet those goals. And then as you start to not meet goals, you start to feel like a failure. And then it becomes this vicious cycle of totally feeling like you're letting yourself down. You're letting other people down. You're not making your commitments. Um, the people that last a long time in this sport seem to either be people that are kind of lone wolves, right? Like no family, no kids, no wife, no husband, um, and dedicate their lives to it. But even then, um, how long do you do that for? You know, like I'd love to get, uh, the Don back on and, and ask him. Cause I know he brought his family. I know Sean Tucker did too. Um, yeah. you know, these, these air show guys, uh, kind of, kind of a different path than, than people that are just straight, um, you know, competition pilots, but still it's a, it's an arduous kind of a yeah. full-time choice, right? Whether it's a career that actually pays the bills or whether you're just paying money to do, to compete on a world level, it's still a huge time commitment. So they're very similar in that yeah. regard. Um, but you know, I know Mike brought his family with him for a long time. Um, I mean, just a tremendous sacrifice, huge sacrifice, whatever puts food on the table and, and, and everything like that, you got to do what you got to do. So like, it ain't easy. Um, and I think that a lot of Verisho guys, they, I think they struggle with that, you know, but like, well, I wonder, would, would Mikey have done it the same? Would he, would he be the Mike Goulian he is now if he didn't bring his family with him? Right. If you didn't have if you didn't have that connection, if you didn't have that like that that rock of connectivity, if he just left all the time, would he have stuck with it? Would he be where he is today? I don't know. I don't mean that in like a cliche thing that like without his family, he wouldn't be the man he is today. I don't mean that. I mean like literally that you know, leaving your leaving your your heart and soul behind, which is what you do when you leave your wife and kids, uh doing that over and over and over it takes a toll on you you know and then oh, totally then you start you know you're not thinking clearly like i can't imagine being in a in another country competing at the world level in advanced or unlimited having my family back home and then i'm facetiming them and they're having a great time and i miss them and then i have to like put my game face on forget about them i have to force myself to forget about them and actually focus on the task yeah. at hand. And that's a weird thing. That's a weird mental thing. Oh, it's super, super, super tough. And I think that like, you know, you know, it's in, in a specific case of like the Don, right? Like it's being on Red Bull is a tremendous opportunity. Um, you know, cause he's, you know, he's, he's a brand. I mean, his name is, is a brand. And I think that, or at least I would guess, you know, um, you look at something like Red Bull and what that could do for you, you know, long-term after air shows and after you do Red Bull and how you can carry that forward, um, you know, and, and do something with it in a business. I think that it's, it's a great, it was a great move to do that. And I think that he would have never done it if his family didn't, um, wasn't on board. Like, I think that, I think that like as good as Mike is as an air show pilot, I think that he's, probably just as good as somebody who, you know, knows how to communicate and, and, and values family. And I think that behind the scenes, you know, his wife and, and kid and everything like that, like he would never, if, if they weren't okay with it, he would have never done it. I, he doesn't strike me as the person that's like, I'm doing it. Like, I don't care what you think. I think that like, he's, 
you know, a total family person at heart and, and values yeah. it tremendously. And I think that without having a great wife that I'm sure she is, um, you know, he wouldn't be like everybody's favorite right now. Um, and you know, I, I think that it's a really hard balance and it's a really hard equation to figure out how to do, you know, something that you're super passionate about, like air shows and, and flying, but also like have it all like with your family. And, um, you know, I think he figured it out. I really do. And it's, uh, I think it's, it's super hard to do. I don't think everybody could do it because like the guy's like flying in California, but then he, you know, after the air show, he's flying right home, you know, he's, and yeah, he's, you know, he's like, it. Oh, he's put in the effort. And I, I think the air show flying is, is the easiest, not the easiest, but I think that's for him, like not a difficult, difficult part. I think it's more him like figuring out the logistics and, and then, you know, like being on, being on an airline and this and that, and like, you know, and that's what you got to do. And, and he's doing it. And I think it's, I think the behind the scenes Gullian and, and the Monday through Friday, not the air show day Gullian, I think it's a lot harder to do the, the Monday through Friday. I agree. You know, the, the traveling and, and making and putting in the effort, but you know, it's, it's worth it to him. I mean, he's, he's a phenomenal pilot and he's a, fen- you know, he's a phenomenal business person, businessman, to be honest with yes. you. And, you know, well, he's, he's figured out the balance. Yeah. A hundred percent. He's figured out the balance. What I want to know is this is something that's been burning inside me like a, like a little fire and it's been growing and growing and growing. What I want to know, this is a little bit of a sidebar. Um, I want to know if the Don's wife is jealous of his hair. A hundred percent. Right. <laughs> Has to be right. I mean, not to, not to say that she doesn't have beautiful hair, but I mean, Spo- spoiler alert. I wonder if she <laughs> is the one who takes care of his hair. Now that is interesting, right? You know, because like, they I, say they say, but you know, behind every every great man is a great woman, right? Um, is she right. the one that is she responsible for his? fantastic hair do you think that he's got like a full salon set up like you know not like barbershop i'm talking like you know like salon where he like a paul they're, mitchell they're, in his house they're giving yeah like they're giving you mimosas while you're getting your hair washed type definitely. of thing definitely and you're putting your head back into that cool sink i think so i think i so would too. if dude i i mean come on. on aerobatic legend mogul come on i'd have a full yeah. paul mitchell studio in my yes. house. Absolutely. Yes. He's probably got the pictures of haircuts around the wall too that he doesn't even get, but he's just, just for like, just for the experience. <laughs> the, the, the person cutting his hair is like, do you want to switch it up? Do you want to go with something like this? And like points to the wall. And he's, he's always like, no, but it's always, there's a bunch of pictures with different hairstyles on the wall just to, you know, give yeah. the allure that there's different hairstyles out there. But look, the Don's, you know, that's that is a hairstyle. What do you want? To, that, what do you want your hair? I, just, I want you the, took dawn. the words. Out of, I want the dawn. Yeah, I want the dawn. Man, I wish I had hair. <laughs> you should. You should now, guys. If we could get a Photoshop out there, that would be great. But you should get a hair transplant and then just. Do oh, the I dawn. went. No, I went. So they do this thing. 
I guess I'll take five minutes to talk about it. Uh, they do this thing where they take the follicle. It's not plugs. That's fucking weird looking. Um, yeah, yeah. But they do this thing where they take the an actual hair follicle out of the back of your head, um, like towards the lower scalp. You, and he, it's like an incision. You don't notice it. And they take an actual follicle and they put it on top of your head. And it, and it grows. It's a regular hair follicle. So it grows hair. Did it just um, not take? It doesn't. No, it was like fucking like 15 grand to Ooh. do it. I was like, I'll just keep buzzing away. I'll just pick <laughs> it and call it a day. Yeah, maybe one day. Um, I'm waiting for like the magic pill. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but yeah, so um, virtual training. I think that that's got We got to talk about that more. I got to find a virtual coach. I'm, you know. I miss Jim's YouTube video series that he was doing. I, I thought those were super fun. And I think if if those come back with maybe a few more angles and maybe some telemetry or some some elevated way uh, to check uh, some added parameters to a flight, dude. Oh, man, I, I love that. Jim, if you, if you listen to this episode, bring that back. I guess it's just got to be proven. You know, somebody's got to do it and people got to see results. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So I'm here. If anybody wants to contact me and be a virtual coach, um, I'm ready. I'm ready. Petro's ready. I'm ready to learn. Petro is ready. Um, But yeah. Oh, man. I would love to get JB. He's, he's, he's the man. I mean, honestly, like, I would. I bet you, freaking Holland would crush it too. But absolutely, super busy. Doing real Speaking of JB, and... I want I, man. We should get. We should get him on to talk about um, the camp. Yeah, that just yeah. occurred. Because um, you know we had and Aaron MXS. on. We got to talk about it, him flying the MXS. Hearing some initial positive thoughts, which is great. Um, sounds sounds very exciting. Uh, yeah, we got to get him on. We got to get him on. It's time. It's been too long. Been too long. Been too long. Um, but that that camp, the advanced, uh, the first advanced team camp, kind of before Sebring. We we got to get into Sebring too. Not Sebring, Snowbird. Um, Sebring is coming up after that, right? Um, but that seemed like a pretty serious camp with pretty much the entire team attended. I think the entire team did attend. I didn't count. Um, everybody, but. Oh, was Marty was... not there? No, Marty was there. Uh, Silliberti wasn't there. Silliberti wasn't there. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. But talk about like the diversity of airplanes. How cool is that? I know. I think I, I, I talked about or made mention something uh, about that on the last podcast. I That is for, for, Several of the teams, um, but Canada and the U.S. Pretty cool to see such a spectrum. I mean, on the advanced team, what do we got? We got uh, MXS, SC, MX2, Sukhoi, SU31. Panzel. Panzel. Yeah, like, it's awesome. Pretty freaking cool. And we got a four blade SC, a three blade SC. That's true. 
So cool. yeah. Speaking of like different airplanes and everything, you want to, uh, we should play the Frankenstein game and then we'll let you uh, get back to bed. All right, let's do this. So guys, <laughs> uh, new game. Um, and basically this is, we're going to choose what part of an airplane is the best part. So like, what is your favorite horizontal, like your favorite tail? Yeah. What's your favorite cowling? Favorite we could even go wheel pant. I, that's a little hardcore, but like gear, right? Like landing gear. Like what landing gear looks the best on a given aerobatic airplane? What what wing? What canopy? What fuselage? Um, hell, we could even do like factory paint jobs. You know, there's like what factory? What what company is putting out the best factory paint jobs? Um, if we wanted to go that far, but um, yeah, awesome. I thought this might be kind of a fun a fun game. All right, I wrote some down. I wrote categories down um, and I'll just keep track. And then uh, I guess we'll have a winner. I think we all might be surprised. And I guess, you know, do we want to do composite monoplane only? Are we, are we putting in biplanes and the whole, the whole gambit? Um, I mean, I can't think, not no offense to biplanes, but. Actually, I take that back. Yes, biplanes can be included. I have an answer. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, what what part of the airplane should we uh, start with? Um, let's start off small. Let's go gear. Gear. Landing gear. I might I'm have to go... give the nod. Oh, go, go. Yeah, yeah. You go. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go with um. I'm gonna go with the MXS or MX aircraft. Yeah. They, that was going to be my choice as well. Like grow um, gear, I guess, technically. But MX, I like the way the it, MX looks. It looks so good. And, you know, part of that, like, you got to kind of think, like, uh, the, the stance, right? The presence of how it sits on the ground. So much of that yeah. is the gear, right? The height, um, the how how the gear is splayed, right? Oh, man, I can't. I, I just can't think of another airplane that sits better than an MX. Yeah. MXS specifically, I, but I think it's the know. same gear. And uh, what what about since we're on gear, uh, wheel pants? You know, MX has some pretty sexy wheel pants. I I might I might I give the nod to NG for the wheel pants. I was, yeah, I was going to go extra too with the LT. The LT looks really good. Yeah, the the LT wheel pants look really good. Those don't get enough love either. And they're efficient too. Yeah. I like those a lot. So I got extra written down there. Um, yeah, those wheel keep, pants are uh, sick. Yeah, dude. Keep going up. What is the best um, stick to grip? Oh, right. Best stick to grip. You know, it's not pits because I can't stand the S2C <laughs> and S2B sticks. I might go, honestly, I might go Sukhoi. Big, hefty. Yeah, this is is a real toss-up. I got to be honest. I kind of like the, um, this is, this could go, everything is so close, but my gut's telling me to go uh, Game Bird. Game Bird stick? Yeah. I'm going to go Game Bird stick. I liked it. I remember. Yeah, it looks good. It, I mean, it's very suk. It's like a sukoy esque extra stick. 
It's very Sukhoi extra. Okay. Like not as not as like Louisville Slugger as a Sukhoi. Yeah. But um, yeah, the Sukhoi stick is like it's odd. it's it's crazy. Yeah. Um. All right. Best seating position of an airplane. Oh boy. I know. Well, it's definitely not extra. Yeah. It's definitely not pits. Um, at least, yep. you know, at least the two seat extras, you can get a little recline in there. I, mm-hmm. You know, it, it'd be hard. It'd be hard not to go MX because of how, the, the recline seat position of uh, and the advantages to G tolerance that gives. Now, whether that's actually comfortable or not is another question. So are we going with comfort or are we going with best seating position for aerobatics? Um, I think it's got to be like, you know, you and I are pretty similar in, in what we want in an airplane. So I guess just overall. Oh, just kind of overall. Yeah. 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 The, the extra, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable in, in an extra with electric rudder pedals and I can get a little like, I like, I don't, none of my parachutes have a, a wedge built in, but I could do a wedge in an, in an extra and get a little more recline. Um, I sit a little too upright in an extra. I sit way too upright. I actually, I'd argue that like the S2C puts you almost over center. Yeah, you're so you're so upright. You're actually probably less than ninety degrees uh, upright. I mean, or you know, more forward than ninety degrees. It's so upright. Um, I got to be honest. The Sukhoi, you know, now here's the other thing. Are we just going seating position? Or are we going with roominess too? Oh, gosh. Like cockpit feel. Cockpit feel. Yeah, I think it's, cockpit. I'm, I haven't yeah. sat in a 31, but the 29, very, to me, it was almost, it almost felt too big. You know how like aerobatic airplanes, you, you want, you almost, at least for me, like flying the S2B, S2C, the 200, right? You're like, you kind of wear those, the S1 especially you feel kind of like you're wearing them. And yeah. the 29, when I sat in, I was like, Oh, this is huge. This thing yeah. is huge. Um, but it was the most comfortable yeah. sitting in um, Dave Watson's MX two. That's gotta be nice. I like it. Um, I don't like where my legs go. I don't, I don't like the, the leg. Ooh. routing i like the recline but you you sit high i guess that's the only way to get it like that but i wish the pedals were lower i wish yeah. i was i like the recline but I, I don't like how high my feet are mm-hmm. what are you thinking it's a really tough one so i like the i like the sukhoi but i feel like the stick is just slightly too high so it throws it me is. off, but but their rudder pedals, the way that they're set up, um, from they pivot from the top. Yeah. So you're using more of your um uh, your leg muscle for for pedal. Yeah. Um I gotta be honest, um I gonna go game bird again. I really like the way that, that airplane felt. I gotta I haven't honest. sat in a game bird, uh, so yeah. I can't I can't speak to it. I will say. Now that I'm thinking about um, the NG, 
I did sit in the NG oh, for a yeah. little bit. I never sat that in. Was, it was very so <clears throat> in terms of comfort and amenities. Let's talk about amenities, right? Yeah, so oh, gosh. carbon monocoque Fini- like finish. It, yeah. It's it's told to finish beautifully. And you know, I share the pictures uh that Walter Extra um shared yesterday of the uh that forged carbon layout interior. Holy fucking shit. Is that a beautiful interior? Most beautiful aerobatic cockpit interior I've ever seen, hands yeah. down. Um, but in terms of like ergonomics and feel, I remember because it was really fun to, to I, I went back and forth between sitting in the NG and then sitting in my airplane when I was in St. Augustine. And obviously the midwing, uh, mine has some refinements to the early serials, but like, you know, we're talking the earliest model extra to the latest model extra. So it's kind of fun to to have that, um, you know, side-by-side comparison. The NG is really comfortable and you can get the seating position very easily adjusted, almost like a car. It's not electric, but like there's basically buttons you can push to recline and move the seat and move the pedals. Um, You can really get your seating position dialed in. And I feel like that's a huge thing because in in a pits, it's a fixed position, period. You haven't, you're going to have to wedge and do seating pads uh, to get your position, right? And the right. pedals are, are fixed. So, it, you know, it's really hard to get set in a pit. Extra or early extras, you know, some recline, right? Not, not much. I mean, my, our airplane is set up uh, all the way reclined. And it just, it's not very reclined. Um, yeah, but ergonomically, I guess it's it's fine. The so midwings, point five game bird, point five souk. You know, I I think overall, if we're gonna pick overall comfort, seating position, stick position, I might actually go NG. I haven't sat in the game bird. I might just go fully um, NG. One thing I did Is not that, like about the Sukhoi, I didn't nice. fly it. What's that? It's that nice, dude. It's like sitting in. It's like sitting in an F1 tub, you know, it's like, like that monocoque, the, the armrest where you could, where you can lay your arm is actually designed well. So you could put your arm somewhere and actually have an armrest, which is great. Mm-hmm. The one thing I didn't like about the Sukhoi uh, and I didn't fly it. Uh, I'd love to, I'd love to fly one is that you can't rest your, you, at least me, I can't rest my, um, my forearm on my knee to fly the sticks too high. And so you're always you're always having your arm up. I, I feel like that would be fatiguing over time. Like a long flight in that airplane would suck. Oh God. For multiple reasons. Um, but I feel like the NG, it's fast, which is not a, a specific category to cockpit, but it's comfortable and it, it's not too comfortable. It's not like a Cirrus. Like a Cirrus would be, you know, leaps and bounds more comfortable, but that's built for comfort. The NG is not necessarily built for comfort. Neither is the Gamebird. But it's comfortable enough to where you're like, okay, I'm not squished. I'm not pinched. The sticks where it needs to be. The seating can be arranged where it needs to be. Uh, and with a shoot on, I'm good to go. And yeah. of all the airplanes I've sat in, I'm going NG. All right. NG Extra is. NG. like it. Um, ooh, that was a great topic. Great one. Great. Um. Let's go into a can actually we'll finish up with uh non flying uh canopy. Not game bird. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think MX um, with the racer canopy has a has it like a lock on a lock. That's a beautiful canopy. Are we going? Are we, uh, do we get to pick single and two place? Uh, well, we're building the Frankenstein ship, so okay. um, it's whatever whatever your your sick heart desires. It's hard not to go MX. Honestly, right that um, canopy styling wise, it's hard not to pick MX for for almost every category styling wise. Yeah, it it really is a beautiful airplane. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I I, I think canopy. I'd I'd pick. Yeah. All right. Um. Oh, this is a good one. So this is a this this will be a good one. Uh, cowling. Oh, that is a good one. Um, I like the SC cowling. I like the yeah. LX cowling. Yeah. I like the NG cowling. Yeah. Um, you know, the game bird cowling looks pretty good. I think the front of the, of the game bird, you know, uh, cowling spinner and prop. I think that's a good looking front end. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something ugly beautiful about the cap that I kind of want to pick cap. Okay. I love the bulged out cowling, but I don't, uh, it's, it, I don't know. It's not the best looking. There's just something it's distinctive though. Yeah. I'm going to go with, um, and I gotta be honest. I really like the little type like MX cow, but I'm going to go with the wolf cowling. Oh, that's a good one, dude. Yeah. Right. That is a good one. That is a good one. That's, that was my biplane nod. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That and you know what? The wolf pits or wolf biplane, whatever you want to call it, dude. That beautiful awesome. airplane. Beautiful airplane. Um, you know what? I'm gonna mix it up a little bit. I'm gonna say the Red Bull Racing Edge 540 oh. Callings, I think might be God. my favorite. All right, so anything Red Bull, kind of right. I mean, maybe not the wingtips. Um, Although, like the showing up to a contest with those shark fin wingtips that like Nigel Lamb had, would be so badass. <laughs> be, I just we just threw everybody for a loop right there. That's like uh, Step Brothers. Like we're here to fuck shit up. That's, yeah, that's exactly. What you're saying. By, Hopefully, by they stay on after you you do a, a snap in that airplane, but they're carbon. They shouldn't fall off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, I might wow. I might do um I might do uh edge edge five forty uh racer cowl. Like like Goulians look great. Uh Kirby's too. Kirby's Kirby's I, cowling looks incredible. Yeah, so we'll go Zipco. We'll just say Zipco. Zipco. All right, cool. Um throttle assembly. Oh shit. I, I love I I love the extra. I love the pistol grip. I would say, yeah, I and I think I think the SC I think it's done really well on the SC. Yeah. Um you know, mine it should, I mean it's an older airplane, but it's there's there's some play in it. I, I can't think of anything better than than extra overall. Yeah. Um, um yeah. rudder. Cap. I know. Cap. So I'm I going would, cap, baby. 
All right. So I was going to go cap too. Um, but I was thinking the, um, and I'll say that the exact name of the airplane, the uh, MXSRH. So Rob, Rob Holland's model rudder. Yeah. That, which I would say is a, an homage to cap in a way. Yeah. Um, his, his, that whole airplane is, is stunning. I, I honestly, we could pick, we, what we should do too, is maybe pick an overall airplane. Like what, what airplane you can get right now looks the best. And I honestly, I think I would probably pick MXS. Yeah. But especially if they're seeing gems. That tail. Yeah. Oh my God. I love his, that color is so sick too. Yeah. Um, do the MXS tail is, is, is gorgeous. Uh, the cap, um, honestly looks very similar, you know? Yeah. It was obviously the first one to do that kind of tail. You know, cap 232, cap 231 EX tail is, is a yeah. beautiful tail. Mm-hmm. That's a toss up. I'm, I, I feel like if you're picking one, you pick the other, you know what I mean? Like if you like one, you kind of like both. Yeah. Although, Oh, okay. You know what? Let's pivot. Cause <laughs> I don't like this aspect about the cap. If you were to take the rear section, right? I don't like how the elevator's forward of, of as far forward of the tail. I don't yeah. like that. I like the MXS tail section better. Yeah. Now rudder for rudder. Uh, Cap's got a lot of rudder. It's pretty sweet. But if we were picking tail tail section, I don't I don't like the way the tail looks in a lot of positions. I hate actually. I fucking hate it. You know what? I went from being okay with it to fucking <laughs> hating it in about 10 seconds. I don't like how far forward the elevator is on the cap. So tail yeah. section wise, no MX all day. Tail section. Love it. Um, all right. Uh, wing. This is a tough one. I'm going to go Panzel. Technically, That's a really good choice. That's a really good choice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think I think if we had experience flying the MX, which we don't, we might go MX. But everybody I talk to that's that flies the Panzel, like um, they say, the thing is just turns corners. Like it's even Nikolai. I was talking to Nikolai about it, and he was like, "It doesn't matter. You just pull and it goes. It doesn't break. Yeah. Not not the wing, not break the wing, but like uh, it doesn't stall out." Yeah. Yeah. Um. Are we picking looks or performance? What's well, Frankenstein? I mean, it's Frankenstein Aerospace. I don't know what to pick. Imagine the I like the Panzel look, and I like yeah. the way uh, you know hearing Aaron talk about its cornering capabilities and and hearing that kind of same thing as you can just pull on it all day. You know, you can't do that with an extra wing. Not even close. No, not even close. Not even close. Um, you know what? I'm going to mix it up. Oh, boy. I'm going Sean Tucker's oh. Challenger 3. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wolf. Yeah. Wolf is getting some action. I got to I got to give it up. You know, th- those the, the wolf wings. It's going to be the ugliest looking fucking airplane in the world. <laughs> If we had to put this together, 
Somebody please Photoshop all of our choices onto one airplane. It'd be terrible looking. Yeah. Um, ailerons. That you just threw like a fucking, not even a wrench. You threw a toolbox into the works with that thing. Well, you know, so he's this got this. A- he's got eight ailerons on that thing, right? I think so. And they're like, uh, <laughs> what, 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 what you call it? Like, they're, uh, I forgot what you call it, but like exponential. They're exponential ailerons. Like, the outers go more, I think, than. I can't wait yeah. to give you my fuselage answer because it's going to fucking blow your mind. Best ailerons. Yeah, ailerons. Yeah. Hmm. Best ailerons. I think you, you got to go with the Tucker or the, the Wolf uh, challenge, whatever ailerons. How do you beat eight? Why not have more? More is more. Moe's better. <clears throat> or would you just yeah. put SC ailerons on each wing? Well, so I guess I didn't, I don't, I didn't think of this so much as building the perfect airplane with all the best parts of other airplanes. I was just more like, what, what is the best looking or best component of a given airplane? So could, I mean, shit, instead of having eight, why not have <laughs> full span Sukhoi ailerons? Done. You know? Like just I like just it. big fucking honking ailerons, you know? Big barn doors right out there. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. fuselage. Should I tell me you want me to go first? Because I have a fucking amazing <laughs> answer. You want to just say your shitty one? Yeah. Sorry. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my brother-in-law <laughs> just came over and the, the dogs are <laughs> barking. Um, fuselage. Um, that's a great question. Let me know when you want me to go. Okay. I might go edge. Oh, it's very close to mine. It's very close. What do you got? I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go take a trip over to Wisconsin, going at EAA Museum. And take Leo Lavenschlager's shark that's hanging up there and take that fuselage. Right? Boy. And in what fact, an airplane that would have been. And in fact, I'm also going to re- um, take back my answer on rudder, the tail, and take the Leo <laughs> shark as well. Because <laughs> he's yeah. got a rudder that flaps down after you take. You know that rudder comes down after you take off, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, and elevator. You had a whole tail section of Leo shark. In fact, probably the whole airplane if I knew it better. <laughs> what I do well, know about it. <laughs> I talked to Wayne Hanley a little bit about that airplane, and he talked about it on the podcast too. But um having the, the carbon laundrons makes yeah, me really dangerous. nervous. Yeah. I think carbon right. monocoque uh, is a much better choice. But that airplane, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that uh, dude. What a wild well, airplane. Zivco gets the nod for the fuselage, I guess. I think so. Um, it's a hard one. That's a hard one. I like the SC. The SC fuselage is really nice. Yeah, it's, it's uh, it tapered really nice. MXS fuselage is beautiful. Um, there's something about, you know, it's kind of like the the cap cowling where I'm That's like, it's sweet. so distinctive. So so distinctive. You know, that, that cap fuselage is distinctive. Um, Sukhois are super. I think it's a beautiful fuselage. That round cowl is so much different, and it, it creates a fuselage shape. Obviously, it tapers 
Uh, wait, did it, we fuck know, up? Wait, did we fuck up? Did, I don't know. Why did we? Why didn't we pick the gear? This titanium gear from a Sukhoi for gear. Why are we go? I don't some, know that it looks the best, but it's Frankenstein. Yeah. Here's my problem with the Sukhoi gear: is that you don't put wheel pants on these airplanes, and you know it's okay on a Sukhoi yeah, not to have wheel right. pants. And I, right. I just, I there's something inside my soul that dies. Hey. That's why you I get don't have wheel pants. Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> that is so right. Um, moving along. Um, elevator. That might be MX also. Yeah. MX. Um... I don't like the shape. I mean, the nod maybe mm. goes to Gamebird for... Uh, deflection and surface I like, area I don't like the shape but i don't like the shape yeah yeah i agree um this is a tough one the sc elevator is super powerful mm-hmm. um cap is pretty much the same thing um oh this is tough this is a tough one sukhoi's got a you nice elevator you can't go wrong picking an sc elevator it is pretty wicked. Yeah, you, you can't go wrong. But I don't see anybody inside tumbling SCs. Well, that's more gyroscope. But like, um, I like the SC, and I like the uh, I like how the elevator, the horn of the elevator, is uh, behind the horizontal stabilizer of the MX. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like the I like the edge. Edge elevator. I did too. I did too. I think I, I think I'll probably go SC. Day. I think yeah. SC uh is 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 I'm just gonna go with SC. Rob Holland just turned off the show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> click. <laughs> click click. Um that's all I have written down. Are you, am I what am I missing? I think that pretty much covers it, dude. All right. So we got Sukhoi. Okay. So we got, where should I start with this thing? We're going to have a Leo Ladenschlager fuselage from the shark. We're going to have the MX rudder on it with the extra elevator and MX tail section. We're going to have a Sukhoi full span ailerons on this two winged beast with the extra throttle. A Red Bull cowling, um, Zifco, no, sorry, yeah, Zifco, no, um, the Gear MX, um, extra LT wheel pants, an MX racer canopy, an MX seat, and a Game Bird stick. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. It's like Shallow Hell, the girl from Shallow Hell. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a Frankenstein. Oh my god, that's freaking funny. I love it. Really funny. Um, <laughs> oh man. Um, before we get off, I just want to close with um, uh, Snowbird going on right now. Yes, um, we're gonna try try to get Lee on, but right now, um, Advanced did their known. I'll read out the results. Kyle Collins took the known. 
Gold with 82%. Congrats, Kyle. Oh, dude, followed nice. By, Panzel. Yeah. Followed by Britt Lincoln, Marty Flournoy, Matt Dunphy, Dave Taylor, Stan Moy, and Tom Tominson. There's a game bird there. I think that's Tom Tominson flying it. Um, advanced? I guess, yeah. Um, I think. Oh. I could, could be wrong. Intermediate. Um, Lee Hubner uh, is in first, but he's not a U.S. citizen, so that doesn't count. Um, yeah, totally. Followed <laughs> by Jerry Esquinazzi, <laughs> followed by Peter Nassar flying uh, serial number 50 SC. Very uh, known. Is he the picture. owner of that now? Yeah. Okay. That's a beautiful um, not, SC. I think so. Uh, but uh, followed by Corey Jorulis, who, amongst other things, does not take care of his uh, wheels. <laughs> And then we have uh, Nathan Zyman. Sounds like a, a villain from a movie, right? Yeah. That's a total I like that villain name. name. I would not sure. I'm pretty sure that was the guy in Die Hard. Yeah. He's probably related. Um, definitely don't be alone with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably like a super nice guy. <laughs> um, James Wheaton, followed by James Wheaton, Creed Evans, Kenneth got still a lot of flying to do. Scores are, are pretty tight here. Um so we'll see if uh, Lee folds under the pressure. Uh, Sportsman, I think I can't see the results, but I know Chris uh, Rudd, who we love, uh, love, and uh, yeah, he took first place. So congrats, oh, Chris Rudd. Yeah, I really love his. Uh, I love any content that's posted, whether uh, it's good or bad. Uh, but I love when Chris posts stuff, and he gives me, you know, his tech tips are actually uh, really helpful. So thank you for posting that. Shout out to Chris. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting how the um advanced team does. It's gonna suck going to like your first contest of the year and the advanced teams there that just got off of a week training camp together. The entire like, team. Yeah. It's like, oh. Okay, I practice a couple times after work, but I guess I'll fly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, so today they're flying the um sportsman and primary known flight. Advanced free is at eleven. So that's done i wonder how that shaped out yeah score should be uh, posted up anytime now for that yeah sportsman's flying at three o'clock again and intermediate is flying there free at 1 p.m and then saturday um advanced free in the morning i'm, I'm yeah no sorry advanced unknown well free unknown i guess they're doing a seat i think unknown in the morning um then followed by the intermediate unknown followed by another sportsman flight where they have the option to do a uh, freestyle if they want and the four minute free at 2 30 um i don't think anybody's flying a four minute free but um would be cool if anybody did followed by a banquet <clears throat> saturday night awesome interesting contest start starting a contest on a thursday um, yeah that's a toughie i don't know if i uh it's a tough one. That's, that is kind of a weird one. I wonder what the reasoning for that was. Yeah. I guess uh, having a rain day is Sunday is what I uh, assume. Oh, smart. That's on. smart. Yeah. But I hear that the weather is great and I hear that the forecast yeah. is great. Love it. So, so congrats yeah. to our uh, our known flight winners. Congrats to yeah. Kyle Collins. Season kickoff. Swinging. Swinging. Yeah. And um, yeah. I that love is it. it. That's it. Cool. Let's stick a pin in this thing. Um, thank you to Lift Aviation for supporting the podcast. Guys, go check them out at Sun and Fun. Um, Jeff and I need to talk about Oshkosh. 
So that's that's coming up, and uh, we might be in the lift booth at Oshkosh doing our thing. So um, pay, uh, or, uh, keep an eye out for that. But uh, for Sun and Fun, go give them a shout. Uh, you know, go say hi. Check out the booth. Go buy some stuff. They're gonna hook you up. Lots of deals going on. Uh, they, I'm almost positive without looking it up that they supported the Snowbird contest. They are supporting so many aerobatic contests throughout the year through raffles and prizes and donations and things like that. So they're Use really the doing code, what like cool shit. Buy something, even if it's five dollars, just support the guys so they know that they're what they're doing is not going unnoticed. Um, yeah, because if any if usually... anything supporting them, you know, we'll keep we'll continue supporting these aerobatic contests, which is it's what we want. It's what we need. Yeah. Love it. Using that code will Me get too. you 25% off. I know. Which Such is, you know, deal. it's a good deal. Go buy some shoes. Go buy some new alternates. I am telling you right now, I'm ordering the gray alternates when I get off here. Because uh, uh, my my black alternates are a little tired. <laughs> they're, they're a little tired. Shit sweet. Um, what else? Oh, uh, we got, uh, I got. I, I forgot how many I ordered, but I think it was 500 fly cool shit stickers. So I got a bunch of fly cool shit stickers. So um, keep an eye out soon, guys, for uh, some sticker packs to purchase again. Um, I'm going to send a bunch to Braden at Lyft. Uh, so he's got a, a bunch of stickers at Sun and Fun to give away. Um, go buy some shirts, guys. Flycoolshit.com slash merch. Support the podcast. And we love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Later. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 